of Queers and Qualms. This is your host, Sajari Eubanks, and I'm joined by... What's up, y'all? This is Yaz. How you doing today? All right, we're, up, we're back with episode four, and then uh, two weeks ago, we left you guys off with our relationship episode, which, yep. I mean, we got a lot of awesome feedback from. And, I mean, we're already rolling on to our next topic, which, I mean, what comes naturally after sex is... Oh, oh excuse right. me. <laughs> as relationships... I'm ready to jump the gun already. Sex. Sex. Let's it's talk sex. about sex, you ain't me. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all yeah. good things. I mean, so, I mean, we this can't one. have a queer podcast without talking about sex. So, obviously, yeah. before we get too far into the details, we already let you guys know that um, we are an adult-style podcast, but not that adult. But adult yes. enough that maybe this episode <laughs> might this not episode be suitable for be our young viewers. Explicit. So... We talk about sex. It's a fun subject. So if you want to listen about sex, we don't talk about it. Um, so mm-hmm. super broad and all kinds of fun stuff. But like one of the qualms of being a queer woman in society is the number one question. Well, not the number one, but the question one that else. we get a Major lot ones, of yep. is dun dun dun. How do lesbians have sex? <laughs> what happens? Uh, what happens? Lesbian sex. No, typically it's come from non-lesbian <laughs> askers, questioners. Yeah, right. Mostly men. They're like, what do you mean? How does this work? And I'm like... <laughs> and so we're going to try to figure out how to explain that in 60 minutes or less. We'll see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a during lesbian sex. Um, but I feel like before we should get into that, there's like kind of... I mean, look, we should be, really, we should be the Queers for Dummies podcast. Is what it is. <laughs> I wish I had this podcast when I was young. But before, <laughs> before we get into too much happens, what happens in lesbian sex is like these different uh, roles, per se. Yeah. Top, bottom, like, switch. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, Just like in students. heterosex, you, you have like potential roles that like, people play when they're having sex. So we have top, we have bottom, we have switch. So we've talked a little bit about this in our previous podcast. Um, So we have what's called top lesbians. So those are the ones who are kind of controlling the, controlling the pace, I would say, of the sex. So those are the mm, people. Interesting. I would, yeah, I would say sometimes. But like, to- typically tops are, stereotypically they're supposed to be the more masculine presenting. They're the ones who want to, who want to have a little bit more power in the bedroom. Um, they're the ones taking control, controlling p- the positions, I would say. And so we have what's called a top. Who typically, if you're a top, you're paired with someone who's a bottom, who is someone who likes to receive a lot. That's not saying they don't give. It's our bottoms. No disrespect to our bottoms. They sometimes, no. A no. <laughs> no, I feel like top-bottom switch is like really simplifying things. But yeah. it, it kind of does. You hear the term top-bottom switch going along. Um, so when I first kind of heard top-bottom switch, which is relatively new, I'm thinking a top is like, the giver of right of penetration, if I may. Yeah, <laughs> and the bottom is receiving the penetration, and the switch is willing to go back and forth. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like what makes it a top bottom switch is a penetrative sense. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, and a lot of like same sex for sure relationships or sexual relationships. You'll see that it's the person who is is receiving the penetration. Um, just kind of like in 
like hetero relationships, like the woman is not typically putting on a strap and pegging her man. That's not considered like dominant or like you know. Poor kid, oh. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I don't know. Like I, uh, like majority of the guys who I have spoken to have said they they they're against these are hetero men. They're they're not for the pegging wave. But I mean, look. You know me. I'm open to everything. Shit. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do it, it once and twice if I like it. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. Me, it's me so too. top is more like a dominant, I would say. More dominant yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, the bottom is the more submissive, um, receiving a lot of the penetration or pleasure or whatever that is in, within your sexual relationship. Uh, and then there's a switch, which is someone who is doing a little bit of both. And that could be both male and female. But if we're talking about lesbian relationships, it's obviously um, two people who are both giving and receiving in the bedroom. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like um, when when two women get to making love. Yeah, hey. <laughs> so now let's talk about what's up. I mean, so for real, so here's the thing before we get into like what happens in lesbian sex, it's definitely not what happens in porn. If no. you're watching it in porn <laughs> for all of our baby gays, that's yeah. not what happens. Mm, all of yeah. our um, non lesbian listeners who are wondering what's going on, it's not what happens. Like, <laughs> but the thing is, like, there's so much that happens in lesbian sex. It's like, where do we begin? Like, when right. people ask me this question, like, so what do y'all do? It's like, all right, sit down. Yeah. This course will take, it's a full <laughs> semester. Yes, exactly. And I feel like it's it's got even more layers than, like, heterosex, in my personal opinion. Because a lot of times, mm-hmm. the way I feel like the the purpose of that is get to the, you know, penetration, the sex, and nothing. And, then, you uh-huh. know, I feel like with same sex, Specifically, that's the lesbian sex. There's so many things that you could do to pleasure yourself and your partner that, like, there's so many different layers to it. I think um, there's a layer of intimacy and selflessness in lesbian sex that um, happens because you are pleasuring your partner. That is your soul. I feel like that is your sole purpose in my in my sexual experience because you know you don't have that inserting penis and vagina like you don't have the like simulation both at the same time so it's like a lot of it is selfless and you're giving to the pleasure of your partner so i really like i mean as 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 a gay I can really. We can really get behind this. We might, our opinions might be a little biased here. A little bit, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I mean, I support. It, it's true. Like when you think of definition, heteronormative. Well, heterosexist is the penetration of yeah. the male anatomy, and, and that's the, the normal sex right. we are exposed that's, to in media in our everyday. Yeah, and that's what we're getting to. Yeah. But when that male anatomy is removed, and you have two women, or the female's anatomy is removed, and there's two, I definitely can't tell you what happens with two guys in the bedroom. I cannot be the first to tell you. But yeah, we're not gonna be. You have to move. <laughs> you do have to when it's two females in the bedroom. You do have to move conceptually. You have to move around the piece that's missing, and it. And it I think what what makes it so interesting between two women is that navigation around your body that doesn't require that because that that particular goal is no longer there to me there's other goals to me there's other mm-hmm. explorations and things exactly. to find and so it's super super fun you guys i think <laughs> i'm an advocate yeah. yeah um i mean but i mean we're we're getting right into it but yeah. there's a lot of uh 
sort of stereotypes around lesbian sex too, which is like straps are needed. And it's one of the first things I wanted to get into, yeah. which is like yeah. not necessarily. And to me, before we get into the definition of what happens during lesbian sex, I'm going to be, I'm going to go and say like the best lesbian sex happens without a strap. That is a strong opinion. That, Very strong. <laughs> that's one that I feel I support, but some people might think otherwise. But I think that um, that is definitely something that could 100% be true. Um, so when I think about lesbian sex, I feel like I categorize it in like four or five different like categories, I would say. Like, like you said, there's strap. Um, I think there's oral, which is head. Um, there's penetrative, in our instance, that could also be strap. It could be fingers. It could be vibrators, whatever. Um, and there's also scissoring. So that's what I think of the four elements of of sex. And I think that could be expanded in three or four different subcategories. Interesting. So, um, yeah. I feel like, let me go over these again. So you've got oral. Oral. Head. Penetrative. Yep. What was the other two? We've got scissoring. Uh-huh. Um, and we've got fingers, which is a, a, a subcategory within itself, which is penetration. Yeah. So, yes. I feel um, like, I'm going to challenge you. I feel like there's three. <laughs> I feel like there's three. That might be. It might be. For some reason, I feel like. Can you put toys? Yeah. I mean, that's true. You mean, so is your penetrative with a strap? Is that why it's different from strap? And fingers, I feel like they are different. They are, they do. And we're going to get they are. into like body-to-body body physical contact versus like like having that toy. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I think about when we categorize sex. And um, yeah, what are the myths behind some lesbian sex? Like, I feel like when you see lesbian sex and porn, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of weird like, uh, scissoring videos, a lot of just like weird, um, straight. I I really like to say there's a lot of so straight long. people <laughs> <laughs> making lesbian porn, and that's why I feel like it's it's a bad representation of what like actually happens in the bedroom. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about what happens in the bedroom. Um, I mean. Obviously, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I mean, w when it comes to talking about what happens, I mean, it's so, it's so broad. Like, yeah. what do you mean? What happens? I mean, what doesn't happen? So, how important is foreplay? Oh, let's see. That's a whole other question. Yeah, like no, that's everything. Yeah, yeah. I so we can also talk about what happens in sex. What happens in good sex too? Mm, but no, I so I think foreplay is personally nearly required for a good session yeah i'm not gonna enjoy that particular session for tonight if we don't have foreplay that's like <laughs> no seriously yeah. why I come? like i feel like there are no quickies in lesbian sex and that's another eh, like no not necessarily I mean, quickies. yeah but like i feel like it's less it you you take a little bit more time to like really like foreplay and get your partner aroused i feel like in, in the sense that, like, when I talk to heterosexual couples, right, I feel like a lot of times I hear women talk about, oh, like, 
men get morning wood and they turn over and it's like you fucking. I feel like that happens. That happens sometimes during lesbian sex, but I feel like because it's too like it's two people, two people trying to really please each other separately. It, that's my experience. I feel like you have to really, you have to dig into this foreplay action. Oh, we we do, but I don't think that's necessarily like necessarily exclusive. Like just because okay. you're a lesbian doesn't mean you're good for play. I've talked to a lot of lesbians in research of this podcast. There are some studs out there not putting it down for us yet. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. There's some studs out there. I've talked to some fems, and there's some studs out here that are giving very heteronormative Mid? sexual experiences. Very, very Sheesh. much. I nev- that was never even something I thought could oh, happen. Very <laughs> much skipping foreplay. Very much, like, just strapping down. Very much, like, yeah. um, <laughs> not enjoying or savoring the intimacy of a woman. I, I have. Like, like, I asked around for this, for this particular podcast like sex is so broad like yeah we talked about like you know again like i asked different women about positions and foreplay and what was a good sex experience with a woman what was a bad sex experience with a woman because it's, it's almost like um a double-edged sword like i think the stereotype in society is that lesbian sex is amazing like mm-hmm. you for real you do hear about it you hear like oh lesbians have all this amazing sex true, and it is honest. it is but not a there's some there's some <laughs> lesbians out there not having good sex. I've talked to them in leading up to this podcast. Yeah. And so I yeah. think I think that's sex in general though. Like there are people who are good at having good sex and then yeah. there's like people who aren't and I think anyone who's sexually active can say that they've had good and bad experiences with sex. Um I just feel like it happens less often when you when when I Definitely. when I talk to a lot of lesbian people they like they run into bad sex a yeah. lot less <laughs> a lot less I definitely think it is way less often I've definitely mm-hmm. heard more complaints from straight and hetero women being like all I do is lay here look at the ceiling sometimes. I do, I do get that feedback a lot. And a lot and more often than not, when I talk to other lesbians who have had sex with multiple women at least, they're like, oh, I'd never go back. This is amazing. But they're, they, yeah. they have been with other women who have not given them pleasurable experiences. I've talked to fems in research to this podcast who have had sex with studs who only use a strap. Yeah, you're making faces. This happens. <laughs> this is why Wait we're here. This is why we're talking about Wait it. A second. I feel like so, we should go into advice. Because yeah, what is good sex? First of all, Thank you. Like, this is this is something. This is obviously our opinion <laughs> on what good sex is. But I think we need to talk about what is the standard of like a sexual session. What are we What are we trying to achieve here? What is the goal? Okay, so for me, I think personally, if a person is striving for orgasm every time they have sex, they're doing it wrong. And and yeah, because I think if your okay. standard for good sex is whether or not you have an orgasm. It could skew your sexual experience. Because I've had That's lots true. of good sexual experiences. I've enjoyed myself quite a bit without necessarily orgasming. Yes. I've been with but. a woman. And I mean, it's not, I mean, no, it's not in my journal. I didn't write about it <laughs> and marry her. But there were times where... I've had sex and be like, okay, well, I didn't orgasm, but I still enjoyed that yeah. time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I still enjoyed myself. And I think if I tried to be like, okay, well, I didn't have an orgasm, that wasn't good. 
There'd be a lot of yeah. sessions I've yeah, had yeah, that yeah. was like I would be missing that out makes on. Sense. Yeah, you know it's not I mean? like orgasm equals good orgasm sex. Orgasm or bust. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that yeah. happens a lot in sex in general, whether gay, mm-hmm. straight, or mm-hmm. in between, is that orgasm is the standard. I didn't orgasm, I didn't have a good session. And I think that particular stereotype is across all forms of sex. Yeah. Like a man, if he's not busting a nut, it's over. <laughs> and if a woman is not creaming her nuts, it was subpar. And I think, but it does help. It does. <laughs> it, it does, does make it. Kind of, it it does, does elevate things. I just to wanted to. I, I just want. I just think we should start yeah. normalizing mm. having enjoyable sex. That doesn't necessarily mean. Yeah. Like, every time I have sex with my partner doesn't have to be the most blind mind-blowing yes. experience I've had. I think that's important, too, to note, though, like, when you're having sex with someone regularly, that it's, like, you know, every sex session is not going to be, like, freaking 10 out of 10 porno level. Fireworks. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Especially uh, people who are together for a very long time. Like, you know, I feel like... It within relationships, there there comes times where sex is high on the priority list, and it's amazing, and then it's low, and then it's high depending on whatever's going on in your life. So like, um, sex shouldn't be the basis of all relationships, but I feel like the more you're, the more for me, you uh, reveal and can figure out the relationship between you and your partner, like physically, the better your sex is. Yeah. Like the more you can really communicate with your partner what you like and want physically, that's when you're having the best sex. It's when you're open to physically reading someone's body, communicating the ways you want it and how you don't. And that's hard to do. And I feel like it sounds old school, but I feel like if you can't talk openly about sex with the person you're having sex with. Yeah. Like immediate like red flag reevaluate yourself forget your partner yeah like and it's tough to do yeah and i'd say first and foremost masturbation is pretty important when we're talking about like sex and what you find pleasurable and um basically any masturbation any type of like self-pleasure is going to make you more knowledgeable about how you have good sex and you share your yourself intim- intimately and physically with another person. Because if you know what you like, then you know what you're going to want to receive and what you want to give. And I think in some ways, lesbian relationships, we got a little bit of a cheat code because <laughs> <laughs> we ourselves have vaginas. Like, we know what our vaginas uh, kind of uh, the behaviors of ours what we like what and how we can maybe all vaginas are different but how you navigate them you know you kind of know because you have your own you're like well i could try this or this or this so i think you know we're quite knowledgeable subconsciously and what it is we should be doing in the bedroom so us as a people mm-hmm. yeah masturbation is super healthy um mm-hmm. it's definitely i feel like especially like i know we're not like i'm not like super old we're a couple of years apart but i definitely mm-hmm. feel have seen in my between my youth and as an adult the acceptance of sort of master the normalization of masturbation in yeah itself. definitely like toys are everywhere now like women as are they like, should be they should be <laughs> yeah like there's like <laughs> 
They're like uh, new, like rabbits and bullets and rose yeah. petals and all kinds of different fun. And I feel like the more you know yourself, the more you know uh, how to explain what you need from your partner. Like, I feel like the best sexual experiences and the best way that you can have sex is by communicating exactly what you want. Whether that's verbally or physically, and no, but knowing what you want is step one, or how you like your sex to be. Like if you know that you like penetration, then you know you have to kind of work your with your partner in order to uh, receive and and give that. So, um, yeah, communication is is key great sex oh my god please talk to your partner <laughs> and then like talking to them about safe sex too like mm-hmm. i think safe sex is something that in the lesbian community necessarily doesn't get a lot of attention because we don't use condoms as much obviously <laughs> so <laughs> communicating about not necessarily your history or your past but communicating about your your, your monogamy and yeah. your health should definitely be to the top of the list um and, and what is also kind of a myth is that lesbians can't pass sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. myth, guys. Be safe out there. <laughs> Be safe. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I mean, hooking up, do your thing. Like, <laughs> no judgment at all passed by that. But make sure you're being safe when you're having sex for yourself and for your partners. Because you want to live a long, luxurious, healthy life. And um, we want you to have good sex throughout that life. So, um, you know, when I was at the doctor, when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, no, like maybe like 16, 17. They're like, are you, are you sexually active? And, you know, this is like one of the first times I've been to the doctor by myself. And like my mom's not sitting in the room. And I'm, so I'm... Oh, should I tell this doctor like the truth about my life? Should I let them in? <laughs> Mind you, I'm like 17, maybe 16 years old. Like, all right, cool, cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm sexually active. They're like, okay, so the obviously the first question, uh, like, are you using protection? And me, as the the baby gay that I am, I'm like, protection? What's that? Like, <laughs> it, I had no idea. And I was like, no, no, I'm not using protection. I'm like, you know, primarily sleeping with women. And she's like, oh, you can do this thing that's called a dental dam. Oh, my God. And I, my mind was fucking blown. 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 I was like, there's no way that this is real. (laughs) So I Google what the fuck a dental (laughs) dam is. Of course, because I'm 16 years old. I don't know what a dental dam is. And it's like, and she was like, if you don't have a dental dam, you can use plastic wrap. Stop. She didn't tell you this at the <laughs> doctor's <pediatrician>, office. My <laughs> pediatrician. My pediatrician told me that I could take plastic wrap, put it on a vagina, and and give oral sexual relations to to a woman. I said pre-COVID. I might as well. <laughs> I might as well just be a virgin. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, <laughs> please, this is her way of warning me that you should have safe sex um. and figure out ways that are safe for you and your partner to explore <laughs> sex. I feel like I might not be the best to give this advice because 
like dental dams and plastic wrap. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. But I wonder if there's like, there's gotta be safer ways for lesbians to have sex. But what is there other than, like, I was always just careful about choosing my partner, praying really hard, <laughs> and being communicative. Praying really hard. Like, you know, because it is hard. Like, I'm, I, I've, I've never used plastic or dental no. dam. And the first time <laughs> I looked at, I was, I was given that option as well in a sixth grade health class. <laughs> Like, and she didn't even, my sixth grade health teacher didn't care about gay or straight. She was like, before you put your face in anybody's vagina, <laughs> put this plastic square up. And I was like, oh my God, I left that sixth grade health There's class. No I didn't way. want to have sex with anybody. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I'll keep to myself. <laughs> right. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, I always wondered that when I was a young lesbian, like, so how do we protect ourselves? Because that was a big deal in the, like, that's a big deal in health. Condoms, 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 yeah. condoms, condoms, yeah. condoms, condoms, perfect. And like, luckily for same sex, you don't have to worry about like people push condoms for like um, child. <laughs> yeah. Um, so people don't want to have kids that use condoms, right? right? So luckily for us, I mean, we, we don't right? have no, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. but look, a I'm lot making sure. No, I'm checking myself, right? Like those, no, FCDs, too, right? yeah, <laughs> but that's like kind of like they're like babies first, SCD second. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like, luckily for us as uh, same sex, we don't have that particular thing to worry about. But definitely protecting ourselves from. From STIs is definitely something that we should be thinking about when having sex. I think um, the best way to do it is just getting tested regularly. And if somebody comes to you um, and they want to have sex with you and they are like, well, I think we should get tested. I think that is something people should jump on the opportunity to do in general. It's just get tested, get tested often and stop this like weird if someone asks you to get tested people are always like what why why do i need to get tested like yeah. maybe you need to get tested like no yeah. like you should be yeah. getting tested regularly and don't yeah. be offended if somebody asks you to yeah. or or says they may have contact with something and they're like you should get tested you should absolutely do that so yeah, yeah. like getting tested as regularly as possible i think and like being open and honest with your partners about your sexual past there's no like benefit in lying about who you've been with in the past it, it only kind of puts you and your partners in danger so that's, right it really don't matter yeah. who or how many just as long as you open about your health about it <laughs> seriously <laughs> yeah um, like yeah people are so worried about body count number whatever like that doesn't matter. Are you are you safe? Getting tested regularly is definitely a big thing. I I can admittedly for a while like I wasn't tested regularly mostly because I was like young and stupid and yeah. not accessible. <laughs> but right. I remember the first girl who was like, "Oh, you have to be tested before I sleep with you." I remember being like, "Scare me!" Right. I definitely was like young stars. Like, right. um, I am an athlete, yeah. and she was like. I don't care. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I was like, okay, valid, you know. And I was like, all right, am I learning something here? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it was it was good. Definitely protect yourself out there. It's definitely harder as a lesbian. I feel like to find reliable yeah. sources of safe sex information and I safe agree. sex. I agree. I wish I knew more. I know. I wish like, we could tell you guys more. Yeah, honestly. because the, I was Other like, that's the, the best thing dam. I got. Uh, dental yes. dam. Condoms, like, I mean, if you're using straps, like, it's They do not... make finger condoms now. 
Do they? I, <laughs> I feel like I've thing. heard of that, but I've never seen it in real life actually be a thing. I don't know if it's <laughs> a, I mean, I don't know if it's finger condoms or like, you know, <laughs> they have finger sleeves for medical use and someone was like, this is this good is for it. us <laughs> too. Is, how necessary is a finger condom though? Like, I feel like if you if you worried about it, you just wash your hands and then. Because you, can you pass it? Oh my God, we're like giving I'm like, well, can you pass an <laughs> STD from that? Maybe, <laughs> guys. Look, we're not medical professionals here. We're just we're asking the same questions that everybody else was thinking and just trying to talk about it. So we have no idea. We're like, protect yourself. How? Not sure, but definitely do it. I'm gonna <laughs> Google some shit, and we're gonna <laughs> make sure to stay tuned on the socials where we post. All right, we gotta get back to you. Safe sex. Safe sex. Safe sex. Safe sex. Protect yourself. Have good sex. Do it with a condom. That's funny. All right, <clears throat> staying on topic, we've got a few. Well, on our broad topic of lesbian sex today, we've got a few other things to touch on too, which is um. We've got okay. We got a few taboos and and fetishes. Do you want to do that one next? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and preferences. I like to say preferences. They instead of taboos or preferences, <laughs> that's fetishes fair. Taboo does have a taboo does have a very negative connotation to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because we definitely want to talk about some of this stuff. Is really fun. Um, a couple of things. Um, now this one, no. So I'm gonna start with the most controversial one for myself. How about Mm -hmm. that? I'll I'll tell. Um, but a lot of so I got a few. I've been seeing this one on TikTok, and we got this one in our DMs a little bit. Um, sex while on your cycle, normalizing such. Why is it such a big deal? Why is it it such a big deal? Especially as gross or not? As like women in relationships with other women, like we all have a period. It's a natural thing that happens all the time, and you're telling me I have to stop having sex for three to seven days over <laughs> over a little bit of mess. That don't make sense to me. Over I don't support. A <laughs> over a little bit of mess. I don't support. I'm so neurotic and clean. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes, actually, I am not no. washing the sheets every time. Okay, but they're like this. It's not. There's not. There's other places to have sex. You know, you don't always have to have sex on your very white sheets when you're on your period, which I could see <laughs> how that could be a thing that is uncomfortable oh, and inconvenient. But, no, you know, you could always try it in the shower or that's That's cleaner. Else. That's cleaner. <laughs> yeah. That's cleaner. It's funny. When you said white sheets, I thought about, damn, we should have done that. And I just thought about it just now. I gotta look it up, maybe another episode. But there's like a quiz, there's like a test online with test, which is your um, how kinky are you? Oh. Like how freaky are you? How freaky are you? Something like that. <laughs> and so it's funny, I took it and I was like, vanilla. <laughs> Not <laughs> vanilla. Uh, vanilla. It was God, like, you are like a missionary. <laughs> Stop. And I was like, listen, yes. I like keeping my vanilla white sheets. Clean shower is about as wild. Look, sex as it can gets. be as wild as you want it, and That's it can funny. be as straight to the point, straightforward as you want it. That's the beauty about sex. You can kind of mold it to your partner. You can mold it to your likes and your um, fantasies. Yeah, and so back. Yeah, so sex on your cycle. Go for it, ladies. 
I think you should try it at the very least. I, f- I feel like when you're on your cycle, is that not the time where you're kind of the most like, like, for lack of other words, yeah, like horny. I was gonna say horny. I, I, I'm more, I'm more PMS horny. I'm, mm. I'm more pre and post. So when I'm on my, when I'm on my cycle, like personally, like my boobs are swollen and I feel fat <laughs> and I'm not feeling sexy anyway. I think it's less That's about, true. it's less to me about the taboo of it than like I just feel gross, yeah. which could be, which could be an old stereotype. No, anyway. like I think it depends on your body. Yeah, like just I'm just depends. like if, you're yeah. great, if you are like touch me, don't touch me at all. That's very valid because yeah. there's days where like I'm on my cycle and I'm like, please, don't ever, don't even look at me. I'm a, we gonna have a problem. And then there's days where I'm like, okay, like <laughs> there are a lot of hormones going on through my body right now and i feel like they need somewhere to go <laughs> so yeah there's definitely those days oh, i feel you though i feel you all right don't let nobody tell you that's gross girl go yeah, for it yeah don't that's let nobody tell you and that's normalize the, all that, that shit with anything during sex well most things <laughs> anything i mean anything that's voluntary for both or all parties involved <laughs> Most importantly, anything that's a yes, consented by everyone involved. And if you guys are into something more kinky, get you a safe word, and then it's all good to go. I'm vanilla, but I support more spicy mm. flavored beings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I took this specific test, but I don't think I would come out vanilla personally. But nah, yeah, for sure. So is there is there this myth? What's this myth about? Um, orgasms being like well we talked a little bit about it before at the beginning of the episode how like not all sex has to be measured by orgasm or not orgasm but I feel like there's so many like tests per se or like statistics (laughs) might I add about um Women in hetero relationships or, or even lesbian relationships who who feel as though their sexual experiences are are not going well due to lack of orgasms. Um what could that be about? Okay. So my mm-hmm. personal experience, one, you don't have I don't think you should expect to have an orgasm every time you have sex. That one. might be an unrealistic unre- expectation. <laughs> right, one. And two, I think there's different levels of orgasm. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You can have, like, a little Definitely. baby orgasm. You can have, like, a mind-blowing orgasm. You have a medium orgasm. You have an orgasm where, you like, you actually, like, come and squirt. Yeah. There's, like, vaginal orgasms. There's clitoral there's so orgasms. Kind of orgasms. There's G-spot orgasms. Yeah. There's, like, all kinds of different stuff like that. And so, like... That was one of the first things, like, when I was kind of growing up and figuring myself out and, and, and having sex and trying to find a healthy standard, I kind of came up in that stage where I was like, okay, well, I haven't had an orgasm. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm missing, I'm missing out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was having FOMO. I was like, what if something's <laughs> wrong with me? I'm broken. Stop. Like, none of the sex I'm having is as amazing as anyone is, is saying it is. But once I got to that wave and I started catching my stride, I was like, oh. Yeah. These are amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the first time I had one, I was like, oh, this is insane. And then, of course, I'm, I mean, I would love to have an orgasm probably every morning to start the day. <laughs> Some people do. 
I usually don't have time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it depends on what time you need to be up. <laughs> um, but I think the expectation of every time you have sex, it has to be an orgasm, I think is just way out of control. Um, yeah. I think the goal, I mean, for me, my goal when I have sex, I can't tell what anyone else's goal is, is to enjoy myself and please my partner. And I think if I can check those two boxes, it, or like one of the re- unrealistic expectations I found myself having too is, even if I didn't orgasm, I had to get my partner to orgasm. Yeah. Oh my God, definitely. the pressure I put myself in the 20s. Yeah. I was like, oh, she didn't come, she's leaving me. <laughs> she's never gonna have sex with me again. This is trash. <laughs> I didn't send her to the moon and back. I'm. Mm. She's never coming back. To and my I think house that's again. definitely a pressure that that uh, top or dominant people have in the bedroom is that you know if your partner doesn't come or if you feel like you know that was unsuccessful sexual experience and a lot of times that not that's not the case. Like you said, um, you can have a very amazing pleasurable experience without having an orgasm, and I think that's very notable and. Um, yeah, and it's awesome to come. That's cool and everything, but it's not 100% necessary, especially when figuring out um, sex with your partner or whoever it is you're having sex with. Like, I think be patient, and it, it will happen if you keep working at it. Practice makes progress, I think. So, um, yeah. but And they have sex therapy now. I mean, I don't, do. I don't take it. I don't have good health insurance, but... <laughs> They do. Probably They helps. also have, like, you know, vibrators and self-pleasure and a lot of stuff. Like, I, what is, what is, this is something that I feel like is sometimes taboo during sex is, like, masturbate, self-pleasure during sex. I don't see um, an issue in it, but I know a lot of people, and I think some of it may come from, like, pride and really, really wanting to oh, be yeah. a partner. But, like, you know, sometimes... You need a little extra kick. You need a little extra boost. And, and, you know, well, that's what they make toys for. And experiment experiment with your partner and see if those things might help you guys reach your goal of yeah, ultimate I think, climax. I think, I think that's fun, too. I definitely, um, again, talking to some different women and everything over the research for this podcast and different conversations, I've had um, someone tell me, like, you know, they were masturbating after sex and their partner was upset because, <laughs> seriously. Upset legit. Upset legit. And so I feel like, all right, y'all. I mean, this is probably, I mean, this could probably be happening to someone else. Like, yeah. if your partner feels like they need to masturbate, give them that. I feel like, to me, that was hot. I was like, who gets yeah, mad about that? Yeah, like, I would be like, hey, like, let me watch or some yeah. shit. Yeah. So if nah. you're if you're if you're if you find yourself um, upset that your partner's masturbating, it's time to do some soul searching. Kind of time for you to dig into yourself. Yeah. And if you're a partner and you're opening your mind and your business, getting your rocks off and your girlfriend's mad, time for you to reevaluate your girlfriend. I think, like, why my business? Yeah, but that. I woke up one time my girl was masturbating. I was like, ooh, <laughs> hey, sorry, <laughs> may right. I? Like, if I can uh, join, that's one thing. If you're not, like, don't touch my me, business. maybe there's something that has. To be there could be something. Yeah, there could be Within something. Within the relationship, that. but I think you know, generally, you should be on your on board with your partner's pleasure, and if they can. If, if they can do it, if they want to do it themselves, I'm happy to be an audience member. <laughs> on board. Go for it. Cheer them along. Super on Woo! board. Yeah. Get them a water after. How was that? 
Ready to do me next? My turn, right? Now <laughs> <laughs> that you're warmed up, <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> Yo. That's a good one. Definitely. Uh, all right, have we answered this one yet? We've yeah, got... I think we did. I think we did. I think it's time for qualm of the week. 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 <laughs> Are we on there already? I think so. Let's get it. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about this uh, while um, introing this episode about lesbian porn. And just like specifically the sexualization of lesbianism and bisexualism and like kind of lesbian culture. For some reason, I feel like whenever you see like typical lesbian media or like when people think about lesbianism and lesbian sex, it's always like when you say, okay, when you say you're lesbian, they're always like, well, kiss. Well, (laughs) Well, kiss, kiss, girl. (laughs) Well, show me some titties. Well, what happens here? Like, you know, it's always kind of a question or like a proof, right? Always kind of like, oh, you have to prove um, that you're sexually attracted to to other women, whereas like you can be a lesbian and sex has nothing to do with your identity. So I feel like, especially when you talk about bisexuals, which um, there's a lot of controversy surrounding the subject of bisexuals, but I feel like a lot of times you see bisexual people being um, sexualized based on, oh, so you like both men and women, so you must be attracted to everyone. You must be ready to go for everyone, right? And I feel like... Yeah. And you have... Sometimes you, you're friends with straight women, and they're like, oh, they make offhand comments, like, oh, well, it's fine as long as you're not trying to hit on me. Like, like being lesbian means you like every woman, every woman. in the, in the I world. I get that a lot. Yeah. It's when like, I come out to straight women, they're like, well, you do like her? Right, do you like me? Like, do you like her? Like, I'm no. like, bro, I have a type, and <laughs> <Exactly>. you're not it. <laughs> exactly. And so kind of just... That kind of everything, having to prove your sexuality within your identity is also kind of difficult to do, I feel like. And it's and lesbianism within porn is so over-sexualized that when you say that you're a lesbian, people automatically think that you're like upside down, like scissoring bitches hanging from the ceiling like they do in porn and I feel it's a really like, aggressive figure yes. <laughs> must be really aggressive yes. clitoris stimulation and it's so like disturbing i feel like to watch i feel like do you guys as lesbians please tell me my lesbian listeners even watch porn anymore because i feel like i don't yeah i'm i wouldn't say that that's a regular thing in my like I sexual would experience. Rather watch reruns of the L word. <laughs> I'd rather read like sexual erotica than right. watch fucking porn. I'd rather like honestly name something else. Look at Janet Jackson posters. <laughs> that would probably do better for me. Yeah. The like, actual porn. Kaylani videos, music yeah. videos. Like yeah. they're I yeah. can do better with my imagination. Yeah. yeah. I feel like porn is more distracting than my imagination yeah. could ever be. I could probably that. <laughs> I th- for sure your imagination. But you know the craziest thing is straight guys love fucking 
lesbian porn. What is that? They about? love that shit is because that it's clone? made by straight people. But just I just know what is that about? Like that what is, is it about straight men wanting to watch two it's women? It's two anyway? girls. Like straight men straight who women love women are like two girls kissing. It's or their like favorite thing. Double the pleasure, oh, double I the mean, fun. Like, uh, are they a double mint commercial? I didn't know really what lesbian sex. If I didn't experience it in the bedroom, and really know what it like looked like and felt like, I would probably love fucking lesbian porn. You turn that shit on, you see two hot bitches making out, and they got fat titties and everything, <laughs> and it's amazing, right? But like when you have experience as a lesbian. You're like that's not at all what happens during lesbian sex. So so people like my 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 virgins or less experienced people out there. Just know if you're watching lesbian porn and you think probably that lesbian not. sex is like that, it is not. It's probably not what's it gonna happen. Not. It's so not. kind it's of a by, fantasy. Kind of a honest. byproduct. So <laughs> lesbian porn sucks and it's like by men for men. Yeah. So what like that got me to thinking about what about not necessarily porn. But the sexualization of bisexuality mm. in music video. Yes. In music. Like, mm-hmm. we talk about all the time. I mean, music, we're Hollywood, making the Stallion anything. fans here. Yeah. And I love Cardi B. Like, I'm looking at the WAP music video. Or what was the, um, oh, the press music video. Cardi B opens mm. up making out with a woman. Press, 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 press. And I'm so torn between, like... Oh, this is hot because I love Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. And, and I like, love women are you, kissing. Are like, you misrepresenting us? Likely, yes. <laughs> no. More likely, start the video over again. Let me watch again for research. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I want, I feel like I'm more affronted by lesbian porn than I yeah. am by music videos, and I wonder if I'm holding a double standard. Yeah. But how does that affect actual lesbian and bisexual people's experiences when they're, like moving towards these sexual relationships or they're having their own experiences and they have expectations based on these media references or, you know, this over-sexualization of lesbian culture. Like, how does that negatively affect lesbians? I think it doesn't positively affect us. Um, no. And in the or sense your own self-image. That, yeah, in the sense that there's... I, I feel like now, even myself, there's always a sense of having to prove that you are the sexuality that you say. Like, despite, you could be as mask presenting as you want, but I feel like there's always some kind of, like, maybe one of the reasons why we present so masculine, or the one of the reasons why we feel is, is a proof of how we feel about our sexuality. Or, or how we feel like we need to present to be socially accepted, or in a sense. That's just like a take on it, but um, it could definitely be putting some pressure uh, and creating some stereotypes of social norms for the lesbian culture, I think, and especially I think bisexual. For all too. Sex. Mm-hmm. It's got to play a factor in straight heterosex, too. So if I was yeah. a straight woman and my boyfriend watched porn, I'd be like, don't even try it. Really? I mean, just think well, about I it. Like Do you all think men watch porn? All men watch porn, but don't you think, like, I'm not straight, but, I mean, straight women have to be dealing with their man watching some porn and thinking that they're supposed to be some kind of fucking porn star. It okay. has to be. Yeah, so it the porn industry in general I think it's sort of skewing a very the sexual experience. Elevated. Because if it's fucking up, because I'm thinking about it like, okay, because it's ruining what people 
a head like a person a hetero person would think lesbian sex is really like right like that's not even close honestly not even so I mean so yeah. I'm thinking if they're that far off on lesbian sex they've gotta be pretty far off on hetero I mean Maybe. I didn't talk to yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. of hetero women in in research for this but it made me think about it like I mean it's gotta be ruining at some level. The hetero sex experience yeah, as well. Yeah, just like the porn industry, the the kind of over exaggeration of sex yeah. in general, definitely creates some sort of pressure in in sex to to do certain things that to bounce on it and spin for eight <laughs> hours in a row while you're taking it from both ends by two guys wearing a tool belt. Not so. <laughs> <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> I've 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 watched porn. The drama. Really sat there the drama. Like, <laughs> like interested, not even turned on. Wow, like wow, this is really. This is the plot line. This is the plot line. <laughs> this is the plot line. The plot line. We gotta. Yeah. Um, I wish HBO brought that show back. I remember. Never. Were you? Are you old enough to watch Real Sex on HBO? No. They used to have a show Real Sex on HBO, mm-hmm. and I remember there being an episode about. Um, porn directors and there was this one lady who was trying to make good lesbian porn it was like an episode and this person was trying to make like porn with a plot line she was like damn but I was wait. I'm, I'm like wait it was way too long ago for me to remember any more details than that that's about it <laughs> about it for my experience like does wow. anyone else remember that is anyone else old enough HBO to remember HBO should like, pick that back up they should how to make good porn videos for real that's funny okay last last question last question okay, okay. would you this is just a personal preference question. Would you, like, if you and your partner were together or whatever, would you go to, like, a some sort of swinger house situation where a swinger is basically a couples who have sex with other couples? Like a swinger party where everybody in the party was having sex. Would I? Yeah. No. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> First of all, we talked about it earlier. I am vanilla... <laughs> Based on my kinky <laughs> test. But even if they're just having sex with each other and not other people, which is unrelistic in a sex house. Wait, so I'm a sex house? Right, okay. I've never been in a sex house, so I don't know what the realistic expectations would be. No, I'm going to say no. I feel like, okay, I would have a threesome with my partner, okay. but I don't know if I'd swing. Yeah. Swingers are a real... Like we're That's swapping, like I'm gonna take your girl, you take mine like for the we're night. Swing, all directions. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I want to see. I don't mind. Have, I feel like I would have a threesome with my partner, because like I'm confident enough that me and her could go home and like talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just when she did that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. all right. So, <laughs> so then I'm like, maybe we could work that in to our regular schedule. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, I like her teeth, right? I feel like I'm more likely to make fun of it. That's but pretty funny. I would do that, but I, I couldn't just send my partner off on her own. <laughs> they were like, then how do you talk about it? What if what if you I swing? Mean, what happened? What if you swing and your partner has a good session and you don't? Just thinking of that right now, it's on my head. Wow. Then you guys go home Damn. that night and she's like, "Wow, I had my back blown out. It was amazing. How is yours?" <sighs> and I'm like, "Eh." All right. <laughs> Love you, babe. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> like, I hope you sleep well. I, I'll have to masturbate tonight. <laughs> Imagine. I'd love to hear you guys. <laughs> you got any swingers listening? Any, any swingers? 
And please drop a comment. Mm. Send us an email. Send us a question. Send us your experience swinging and maybe some That's advice nice. on how to do it successfully. Look, I'm not vanilla, but we've got a, a, a large spectrum of sexual experiences with, that are all validated. Yeah. So thanks, thanks guys. That's that's all we have about sex. Nice guys. I mean, yeah. that's it for this week. Yeah. I mean, feel free. I mean, this is. I mean, sex is this such is a the broad beginner. topic. This is the we beginner. This is the beginner episode. We just want to break the ice on it. But let's mm-hmm. get some more, some more topics. We were really enjoying all the feedback we get. We get a lot of DMs, a lot of um. But we want to start answering a few more questions live. So make sure you guys send like anonymous questions, qualms. Anything about sex, relationships, or any other queer experiences, let us know because we'd love to answer these. Um, and, and we're trying to explore avenues of the queer experience that we might not know. Yeah. And so, your Teach feedback us a little is song. important to us. Yeah, very important. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll tune in in two weeks and we'll see y'all next time. Appreciate it. Hot Heat Sneakers, a Maryland DMV black-owned sneaker sales shop. Got the best um, Jordans, Yeezys, any hot heat that you need. That you can follow them on Instagram uh, at Hot Heat Sneakers. And we are also sponsored this week by Dirty Jersey Smoke Shop. Uh, all your best cannabis needs. Um, anything from pipes, tobacco, uh, CBD, medical, accessories, everything you need at Dirty Jersey locations throughout New Jersey. Follow them at Dirty Jersey. That's J-E-R-Z. Dirty Jersey at Instagram and DirtyJersey.com. And our music, this episode and every episode, is brought to you by Chibuguzo, a local Maryland, Prince George's County, um, alternative rock and R&B group. Um, you can follow them at Chibuguzo301 on all platforms. That's at C-H-I-B-U-G-U-Z-O-301. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate the follows. And don't forget to email us at poisonqualms at gmail.com. DM us for your qualms, quips, and queers. Have a great week, guys. Three.